It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! Welcome back to Disney Marvels for the week of June 5th, 2022. This is episode 179. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Gregan. Sorry, no poll this week, but there should be a poll coming next week, this upcoming week. Yes, not last week, upcoming week. Poll coming soon, hopefully We'll have to find a topic. If you have a suggestion for a poll, please let me know. I will put it up there. As long as it's appropriate. Let me know. So, on that bombshell, we will be back after these words from our friends and sponsors. Well, hello there. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the Disney Marvels podcast. If you have a little bit of free time and you'd like to check out something a little bit different, I encourage you to listen to the Chat Disney podcast. My name is Mercedes and I am one half of the Chat Disney podcast. Myself and my friend Tash are both based in the UK and we give a female British view on all things Disney from parks, movies and even more. Check out the Chat Disney podcast at chatdisney.co.uk. And now on with the show. Kenobi is continuing its reign across the Disney Plus platform. Now, securely, the number one show ever streamed on Disney Plus. It is, it's been huge. It's been fairly well received by most people. And it is something a lot of people are saying it's a breath of fresh air to, to Star Wars. Most people. And we'll get into this. And to get into something that involves most people, but not everyone, I, of course, have to have a primary example of a superior human race person. And this would be Matthew Leonard, of course. Welcome back to the show, Matt. How are you doing? Well, hello there. I'm, hello I'm there. good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. I've been listening to James Arnold Taylor's podcast, and it's, it's very interesting. I'm loving the like so many voice actors because like Rob Paulson does one that's really good, and I just found out that um, oh, I don't know their name, Christy Carlson Romano and yes. Will Friedel do one, and I've seen I've I've seen like little bits and clips of it, and it looks like a really good. A, a a really good voiceover sort of podcast, like the the kind of stuff that they talk about. Whereas Rob just kind of like gets together with his his voiceover buddies and they just tell stories and do silly voices and things. But 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 Will Friedel and Christy Carlson Romano really do like pick it apart and you know go the process of creating characters and developing characters and voicing characters and that's. That's really good. I didn't. I didn't even know James Arnold Taylor did one. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of the YouTube stuff that Christy and uh, um, Farrell uh, do together, and they just have a good chemistry together. So yeah, yeah, yeah. these years, 
And uh, we get James Arnold Taylor, strange, appropriately enough, it's called Talking to Myself, where he does a litany of characters that it's just him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fun. So he, he does a, you know, he, you know, an introductory guy and then the tech guy and the announcer guy and the, the um, producer of the show. He's very talented. So all, all these very, different very characters. Talented. And then he goes into some of the, the process and just talks about life and what's going on and um, just kind of, you know, talks to people. Yeah. He's um, very, very talented, James. Ryan. Yeah. If you've never seen him, he... He has a stand-up act, apparently. He does, like, an introduction of himself where he goes through, like, all of his characters, and it's brilliant. It's hysterical, and it's funny, and it's it's fantastic if you can if you can find it and and watch watch it it's uh, it's really real and then he also he, I saw him do uh, back when they used to do they were doing Star Wars weekends at uh, Hollywood Studios in Florida and they did and it, what what it was was it was a sort of like a mini Star Wars celebration. And like over the course of a weekend, they would have, it was usually like somebody from, it was like, they would try to mix it up. So it was like, you know, one original trilogy actor, a, a prequel trilogy mm -hmm. actor, a sequel trilogy actor, a Clone Wars voice actor, and a Rebels voice actor. And, and it would be, so like one weekend, it would be like, Mark Hamill, Ewan McGregor, um, John Boyega, uh, Dee Bradley Baker, and Vanessa Marshall. And then the following week, it would be like Warwick Davis. Um, I don't know who was it. Uh, um, um, Jimmy Smith, um, you know, um, um, Daisy Ridley. Uh, yeah, and so, and so, but anyway, one weekend they and and then or during that week or during those weekends, James Arnold Taylor would do did he was like their MC and he did a bunch of interviews with Mark Hamill and Ian McDermott and Warwick Davis and John Boyega and Daisy Ridley and so on and so on and so on and so on and so forth. And one of them was the only reason that I know about this was he did an interview with. Uh, Frank Oz. They, they, this was this is actually one of the few times like Frank did something like Frank. Yeah, right. He actually Frank wanted to participate. Made a public appearance, which Frank never does. Frank did a public appearance at one of these Star Wars weekends, um, and uh, and James and I think you can find it on YouTube. James Arnold Taylor did one of the best interviews with Frank Oz you'll ever find. I mean, he went through, they went through all of the characters that Frank did for Muppets and, uh, and, and also Yoda and talked about Frank's entire career, talked to him about uh, the films that he directed. I mean, it was just not just Star Wars stuff, but like everything. And, uh, and it was, it was a dynamite, dynamite interview. I'll, I'll have to look this up. Yeah, I'll see if I can find you the link because it was—it's one of the best Frank interviews I've ever seen. Yeah, he seems like just a generally a nice, well, not Frank, but uh, James R. Taylor, very generally yeah, nice Frank's guy. Not, Frank, Frank's not nice, <laughs> grumpy and miserable. But Frank, we wouldn't Frank, have him any other way. No, Frank is Frank. No, I, I understand. I understand Frank Oz is 
is quite nice, but he's also quite grumpy and miserable. <laughs> Depends on which angle you come at him with. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be really on your game talking to Frank Oz. You gotta be really on your game because he's, he, he'll call you out if you're not on it. And I've seen. I've seen uh, people who do interviews with Frank and do their homework and the interview goes really well. I've seen some interviewers who are totally unprepared and, you know, as you, you know, as soon as the interview goes, I'm here with Frank Oz, the voice of Miss Piggy and Fozzie Bear. And you can just see the cloud over Frank's head and go, it's so much more than just doing the voice. And yeah. he'll, and he'll rip into him right away, and the rest of the interview will be just him telling them that they don't know how to do their job, you know, and and rightfully so, and rightfully well, so. Yeah. Do you due diligence? Yeah. So yeah, um... but th- th- none of this is what we. <laughs> yeah, this is completely irrelevant. This is a new record uh, for us. We haven't even gotten to introducing this week's show. We've already gone off topic. My my the daughter, hello be, there. That, that, my that daughter will be both proud and disappointed of us in this breath. <laughs> this is like gotta be a new record. You 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 were thirty seconds into it and not even not even three. five seconds in, and we've gone. We've talked about everything else except what we came here to talk about. Good job. Well, technically, we were talking about Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> And also, I'll, 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 a little further for you. You, we were gonna talk about Kenobi, and we were talking about James Arnold Taylor. So there you go. Yeah, we're we're really not that far off on there. We were we were talking about Kenobi, just not the Kenobi we were gonna be talking about. We're talking about Kenobi, but not that Kenobi, or not the other Kenobi either. We're talking about this Kenobi, who's made more appearances than the other two Kenobis, but he's not the main Kenobi. He's, you know, we should, we should, he needs to be given a bit of credit. He's, I mean, I'm going to go, you know what, we're, forget Kenobi. We're just going to talk about James Arnold Taylor tonight. There we um, go. Because he really, because he Here's really, plans, folks. Done, he really did do a fantastic job on Clone Wars uh, with that character. He was wonderful. And and Matt Lanter, too, uh, does, has done such a great job with Anakin and, and really, yes. Uh, just w- the way that both of them were able to open up those characters. It's weird. Have you played, I, I, you and I haven't had this conversation. Have you played Lego star Wars? The new, the new, new, the one? new one. No. Oh, no, but I've heard many really, good things. It's really bizarre in that. Um, there are a number of like Billy D Williams voices, Lando, um, um, Anthony Daniels voices 3PO um, and then like Han Solo is a sound alike uh, Leia Princess Leia is a sound alike Luke Skywalker is a sound alike so on and so mm-hmm. forth but then when you get to the prequel movies um, uh, uh, Obi-Wan is James Arnold Taylor. Yes. And Anakin is uh, Matt Lanter, and um, uh, Padme is, I'm blanking on her name, Catherine something. Bell? 
No, that's not it. It'll come to me. Catherine, some I can't think of her name. Um, and it's re- and then and 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 the clones are all D. Bradley Baker doing. D. Bradley Baker is Django Fett, and then all of the clones. And it's really sort of almost unsettling to hear like. Like Matt, with James Arnold Taylor, not so much because he does sound so much like Ewan McGregor, but like Matt Lanter sounds nothing like Hayden Christensen. So to hear like Matt Lanter do Hayden Christensen's lines, Catherine Taber, Taber, that's it, Catherine Taber. Taber. That's who. That's right. I, mean, I I knew it was something. I knew it was Catherine something. But it's it's to hear like Matt Lanter and Catherine Taber do, um. Hayden Christensen and and Natalie Portman's lines. It's really bizarre. It's almost a little unsettling uh, in, in a in an entertaining way. He well, he talked about the recording sessions on um, one of his latest episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for this, and it, it's quite the interesting story where they had them play through. They played through the movie, and then they um, had them, you know redo the lines but in a lego fied version because right, obviously right, right. it's not going to be as dramatic it, it, there's going to be a little more of a comedy way it element into it but it's become so popular where people have stripped the audio out of the game and replaced in replaced the movie audio with the lego audio and you can find these apparently online oh really so, yeah so you you, <laughs> you have uh the actual you know um hayne christian and ewan mcgregor battling it out and, and on there, but you have James Arnold Taylor doing the voice and, and uh, doing the, the other, uh, doing oh, mannequin. So you, you have the Lego version of it because it's timed up perfectly. Perfectly. Oh, that's funny. That's but funny. people actually also, like the Lego version that what the, well, they also, they also, because it's Lego and they don't take it too seriously. Um, they also call out like they're not afraid to kind of call out the shortcomings of the prequel movies. Yeah. You know, like if if they get to it, I think um, I can't remember where it is, but there's something where. Padme asks Anakin something about sand and he's like, we don't have time for that right now. You know, just, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Sand isn't important. Nice. And they openly admit, like, we're not going to do that conversation because it really is just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it goes too far. Yeah. Uh um, yeah, so, it's, uh, so we're going to talk about. We're going to talk. Uh, we're gonna... yeah, we got things to talk about. We got a couple we, things. We 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 started the the um, last week, but we want to go in a little more depth this week regarding. Uh, oh, you froze. We, we we touched on Andor, but we didn't really get into uh, Bad Batch too much. Well, because uh, they, or, we, we for people who are wondering, we actually recorded Saturday night. We'll give the I'll, I'll we'll go we'll pull back the curtain and go behind the scenes a little. Oh, sure. We did the, we did the recording Saturday night and we all kind of knew going into that recording that there was still another day of Star Wars celebration ahead of us. Uh, but we were all busy Sunday. We all have families and lives and things. 
So Matt and I agreed that we're like, well, we'll just we'll do we'll do a, a wrap up on celebration, the rest of the celebration stuff uh, next week, which is this week, which is last, which was last after last week, but before next week, right? Which might happen again sometime soon. Look, when will then be now? When is now? Now, soon. Soon. Okay. I was was I watch I was watching a bit of that movie the other day. It came on something I was recording. And, my and my daughter up. has been begging me for months to to watch it with her, and I I we haven't had a chance yet. But I think sometime over the summer we will. Uh, can I just Dad? Can I watch Spaceballs? Can we watch Spaceballs? When can we watch Spaceballs? Like very soon, soon. sir. Of course she doesn't. She hasn't seen it then. Yeah, no, she hasn't seen it. But uh, uh, yeah, for a treat. Yeah, I've been waiting to show Callan it. I don't think, I think he just needs to be a little bit older still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a but young Paige age. Paige has seen it. Paige loves it. I've been trying to convince her to watch uh, Birdcage. Oh, Birdcage. Now, see, now you're going to get me talking about Hank Azaria and how brilliant <laughs> he is. Speaking of voice actors. No, Speaking uh, brilliant voice actors, Hank Azaria. When, you know what? You got Hank Azaria. I'm, and I'll, I'm just going to say this, and then we can get back to Kenobi and, and Star Wars. Hank Azaria single-handedly stole a film from Gene Hackman, Christine Baranski, Nathan Lane, and Robin Williams. That's talent. I mean... And Krista Flocker. Yeah. What? The girlfriend. Oh, it's, oh yeah, yeah. Wait, is she? What is she in that? Isn't it Krista Flockhart? Um. Oh, Krista Flockhart. Yes. Maybe I don't remember. Oh yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the son was somebody at the time. The son was somebody. He was on. He was on TV. Uh yeah. <laughs> Um, Dan Futterman. Yeah, I recognize the name, but I can't think of what he's in. But let's, we should, people don't didn't hear come here to hear us talk about the Birdcage. No, no. Or James Arnold Taylor for that. <laughs> well, at least he's related, you know. <laughs> or Frank Oz, but you know, whatever. But it's all has to do with Star Wars and. and the, um, Star Wars weekends at the Hollywood Studios, which were brilliant and fantastic. Yeah, they stopped doing those. No, yeah, because they they switched over the fan things and everything, and they, um, that's when they they transitioned to celebration, and yeah, uh, the studio stopped running the the fan site, end, and uh, someone else took over. Um. Uh, I started hearing some of the the backstory to that on Coffee with Kenobi, um, oh. the podcast Dan Zare. He uh, he was at Celebration, and the guy who runs it he had on his show, and they, they talked about that. And I started listening to that episode, and I I haven't finished it yet. <clears throat> but we were going to talk about Kenobi. Anyway, I'm doing my best to get us on top, or uh, some or in something the Bad else. Batch. Bad oh. Batch is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we said let's you talk about what? Kenobi, so I brought up the best. I'm gonna do, do us both of it. Just stop recording now, and let's just go <laughs> back and do it again. Let's start from the top. 
Because honestly, we're about 20 minutes in, and I'm I'm just going to say it. This is the worst show we've ever done. This is... Really? And I... And, and I'm... I mean... It's this and the WandaVision episode, and so far, this is this is. <laughs> and I'll right. own that. That was my fault. That was my fault. I was just not engaged in that episode. I was, but this is this is awful. <laughs> We're twenty minutes in. This is this is easily the worst show we've done. All right, all right. Okay, really, for real. Welcome back to Disney Marvels, the show about James Arnold Taylor. We'll, we'll fix it in post. We'll cut most yes. of this out. Oh, God. Who's got the duct tape? Oh, boy. Wax lips? Man, I just had them. Did you check your other pants? I don't have no other pants. <sighs> um, so out of the uh, other announcement, we had Tales of the Jedi. God. Let's go back to Celebration. <laughs> You start talking, I'll catch up. Uh, yeah, so we got we got uh, Tales of the Jedi, which it looks to be it's going to be six episode Disney Plus animated um, story about two uh, two paths and two choices. Um, you're you're going to follow how uh, two different Jedi ended up where they ended up and how they ended up there and, and how life kind of worked out for them. Uh, one being Ahsoka. So how she grew up and um, ended up in Clone Wars and, and, and so forth. And the it's Ahsoka babies. Yeah. You see Ahsoka babies, see her mother. Um, and so she'll get three episodes of the six and then the other three are going to be uh to a young count dooku now what i thought i thought they were they were going to do some mace windu episodes as well this is all that's on starwars.com that how they mentioned i thought uh, i thought i saw something about mace windu maybe i was wrong he may show up in it sure well yeah i mean he was he's because he's So this is why we need to do. This is why we need Emily because she knows this stuff. Wasn't Mace was Dooku's? No, Qui Gon. Qui, Qui Gon was no. Qui Gon was his apprentice. Right. But Mace was his. Mace trained him, didn't he? Mace trained Mace Dooku. Yoda. That make. Pull up my quick reference book here, sure. and find that out. But the um, either way, yeah. So it, yeah, it's gonna have Kong Dooku, how he ended up um, from a pad one moving forward. Also, it's gonna bring back Qui Gon, so we're gonna finally see him after a long, long time. Uh, and Liam Neeson is returning to voice him. That's fun. And his son. Dooku, Dooku, Dooku. Where is Dooku? Dooku starts with a D. Where's the under count? Chopper. We don't need to know about Chopper. What? Why don't you tell us about the uh, Ahsoka news? Besides her showing up in Tales of the Jedi. Which oh, the other? A, a very good. 
Well, let's push, let's sort of finish talking about this because I'm just I'm sitting here now. Uh, they've got a few sort of preview images from this series, not many, but a couple, and it's this looks couple like it's gonna be a really gorgeous, gorgeous series. I'm excited about Tales of the Jedi. It looks it, to be really good. Um, and they're, they're really. They're putting a, you can tell they're putting a lot of effort and and everything into it. No, no exact time frame on when this is going to. Yeah, no date yet, but definitely not this year. But uh, it looks this looks like it's going to be. I mean, and it's one of those things that just sort of fills it out nicely and fills out these characters nicely and gives them a bit more backstory to them and a bit more bottom to them and. Uh, and I'm, I, I gotta say, I'm looking forward to this. Great, Book and they're bu- buying, uh, yeah, I mean, Miyazaki's um, animation style. Oh, yeah, sure. Which is absolutely brilliant. Ashley Eckstein is confirmed as returning for Ahsoka, to, to voice Ahsoka in this. They also did put out a warning. That you're gonna have some fun and just some like lighthearted moments, but you're gonna get some really dark, dark stuff. Yeah, nice. Um, I guess especially with Dooku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even Ahsoka, I, I could see they could even. Well, there's a lot when you when you really start to go down that rabbit hole in terms of Dooku's history, the the whole Dooku and Sifo-Dyas and all of that stuff. And uh, once you kind of go down that rabbit hole and start exploring that stuff, um, there's some really interesting stuff there in terms of the dynamic between uh, Dooku and Qui-Gon and, and uh, um, uh, Palpatine or, or, or Darth Sidious, rather, and, and Sifo-Dyas and so on and so on and so forth. It's some really interesting stuff. So I'm I'm excited to see them do actually do some of that stuff and and bring it to the forefront. All right, got the answer here. Uh, Dooku was trained under Master Yoda. Oh, okay, okay, it was Yoda. Of course, you know his connection to a side Ventress, which I doubt that they'll get into. Get into that or his yeah no, Darth Maul, this is but. all going to be sort of I think this is going to be sort of Dooku pre Phantom Menace yes or or just after Phantom Menace you know well definitely before Attack of the Clones yeah, I, yeah. I guess it all depends on when did he turn over was it. Because was it after the fall of Maul or I believe it is I believe it is after shortly after Phantom Menace after the fall of Maul. Uh, I but it's going to take it... place at multiple steps. So you'll get probably like the first part of him becoming joining the order, maybe another point where he's training and started to get outside influences, and then third part to probably the the his fall because you got three episodes. Jim Henson's Count Dooku Babies. Yep. Yeah. Dooku Babies. <laughs> oh, gosh. Moving on. Moving right along. 
we were, since we were talking about Ahsoka, let's talk about Ahsoka because this is exciting and I can't wait for this. I I, I, was, I wish they would release the what they they show. Yeah, it, I I think soon, not yet, but soon we'll see it. Uh, we got all the other stuff, so yeah. There was footage shown last week uh, at uh, a Star Wars Celebration. For people who haven't heard this or don't know yet, there was uh, in for the there was a, a little snippet shown from Ahsoka, uh, just a little bit, a little tidbit of what they had filmed. Uh, it featured Ahsoka, it featured Sabine, it featured Chopper, and from the back of the head, it featured. Harrison Dula, and I cannot wait to see Hera in live action. Uh, this is the first official confirmation we've had that Hera... I think I read an article at one point that like said, well, Hera might be in it. Uh, and and I was like, well, you know, maybe. Um, but this is the first confirmation we've had of Hera. I think they said the, the scene that was shown was actually showed them aboard the ghost, which I can't wait to see. It was basically a recreation of the last scene of rebel well they said they said the thing and there's with, something about a mural right they said the last the, the it was two they, they showed Hera, chopper and ahsoka on the on the ghost and then they showed another clip which was sabine standing in front of a mural of ezra which is is sort of taken from it's not the exact last shot of Rebels, but it's one of the last things we see in in Rebels. If you've watched the finale. So that's kind of exciting. That's oh, a book. Very exciting. Which I'm, I'm still working on that. I'll get there. I'm, I'm <laughs> slowly trudging through that one on top of everything else that I'm trying to watch and catch up on. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, that's coming along. They're still... They're still Filming and working on that. They just started but, filming about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, but even Filoni says... They started on Rosario Dawson's birthday. Yep. Um, yeah, Filoni is saying that even the the crew, the cast and crew um, group filming this, whenever the, uh, the cast comes out in costume and everything, everyone is in awe of just the presence of these characters yeah, in yeah, person. Uh, he, he had a lot to say positive about I mean, he's, Obviously, he's not going to say anything negative, but a lot of positive. <laughs> this is, stuff this to, is the worst show I've ever worked on. <laughs> I can't believe I came up with this garbage. This is, this is almost as bad as that one podcast with the two guys who sit around talking about Disney and Muppets. <sighs> I can't believe they actually paid me to come up with this stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so but that's the, you know we can we can actually lead that into something that we we oh that yes naughty boys that we are we missed something last week when we were talking about Kenobi and I think we finished up the show and I I, I think the next morning I woke up and went dang it and I messaged Matt and said we I wanted to talk about that and he went yeah I wanted to talk about it too. Which was the appearance of Tamara Morrison in yeah. his little cameo in Kenobi episode two, uh, part two, in part two as a uh, as a clone trooper, and that's five hundred first armor. That's the armor of the five hundred first. Um, 
it's a it's a it's just a little brief cameo um and it's and it is tomorrow morrison playing this clone which you know we, we you and i kind of talked about last month the idea of him starting to play the clones and having to yeah. start to do what follow up what d bradley baker did um i can tell you when we were watching the 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 show uh, when we were watching episode two, my son, who is a massively huge fan of Captain Rex, jumped up and got really excited. And he went, Dad, 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 it's Rex. And we went, yeah, it's not Rex. But I have no doubt in my mind that that was a test to see could they convincingly do Rex. And the answer is yes. Oh, and absolutely. I have you know, we're, we're going to see Hera, we're going to see Sabine, we're going to see Chopper. I'm fairly certain we're going to see Rex. I'm fairly certain we're going to see Tamora Morrison play Captain Rex. And uh, and that's also very exciting to me. And I uh, had a similar thought whenever you, you got the camera panning along. I'm like, no, they're not. Is that going to be? Is it really? Oh, it's not yeah. quite exactly. It's well, a clone he, of Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, he, you know, just sort of the, the, the voice was just so there. Yeah. And, and I guess this is, this is a tribute to what D. Bradley Baker did, you know, impersonating um, um, or, or being Tamora Morrison and, and finding sort of doing an impression of Tamora Morrison and, and then finding the multiple variation, how to how to individualize the characters but still stay within kind of that vocal range. And then to flip that, it's a, it's a tribute to Tamora Morrison to now be doing D. Bradley Baker. Baker's work. You know, when, when you heard him speak as the clone... I thought it was D. Bradley Baker. I was convinced it was D. Bradley Baker, and I actually had to Google it. I'm like, no, no, that's that's Tim Moore Morrison as the clone. That's fantastic, and uh, and I, it gets me really excited at the idea that that I think we're going to see Rex. I, I along thinking along your lines as well that I I don't think there's almost any doubt that his character uh, Rex will show up at some point. Well, my, you know, my daughter keeps talking about the fact that she, uh, she's a massive Ahsoka fan, and she keeps saying you know, like that Rex and Ahsoka are so, their stories and their story arcs are so intertwined, particularly by the time you get to the end of Rebels, um, and particularly when you get to the end of Clone Wars, you know, they're they're so tight with each other that you have to see Rex. If, if, you're, if you don't see Captain Rex and Ahsoka... And they didn't do it right, you know? Well, and it kind of leads also to the thought of how can you bring everybody else in, but not Rex as well? Right, right, right. So, but I'll tell you, um, you know what? I'm, I'm really kind of curious if they're the one character. And I, and I think I said this when we did the, the thing about the animated characters uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about this. Um, or last month when we talked about this. I'm episode really... 176. What? Nope. Six. 174? One of them. Either way. Either way. 
The May 4th episode. Um, yes. The one that released on May 4th. Um, um, I forgot what I was going to say. No, the, the one character who I'm really kind of like, are they going to go there? Are they going to do that? Can they do it? How will they pull that off and how it will look? You know, we're going to get Ahsoka. We're going to get Hera. We're going to get Chopper. We're going to get Sabine. Uh, we're going to get Thrawn. We're going to get Ezra. We're most likely going to get Rex. Are we going to get Zeb? And I'm really curious to see if they're going to do it. And if they do it, you know, how are they going to do it? And can they do it? And, uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised to see Cad Bane live action. Are they going to top that and do Zeb live action? Um, they they could. There. Depends on the budget. Yeah, yeah. But yeah they definitely could. It was, it was episode 174. No. Strange enough, 174 on May 4th. <sighs> yes. Um, yeah, so we, there's a lot of... They're, they're really doing a nice job of trying to marry everything together between the animated, the live action. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just keep the these characters going and... Giving you more exposure in a, in a different medium. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's it's been fantastic. Um, and speaking of clones, you have the the Bad Batch two trailer that uh, was released, and with that, we get to see kind of where things are moving forward. That was originally supposed to be a summer. Um, summer 2022 so this year uh, release got pushed back for unknown exact reasons production or just not COVID to keep with other stuff and COVID messed with everybody oh yeah yeah um, so that's now going to be fall of 2022 so we'll just have to you know wait a, a month or two or three longer so no, yeah. nothing too too bad but uh we saw we saw Papa Palpatine in there in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Palpatine makes a a very eerie appearance. Um, Crosshair is back. To what extent? It's hard to say. Is he back with them? Is he still an adversary? You know what what is his angle? Um, we'll see Sid again. Sid, yep. Who's a fun coming guy. back? Uh, I think I think Rhea Perlman enjoys, you know, sometimes you can hear a voice actor really enjoying their work and you can hear Rhea Perlman enjoying her work. Oh, she sounds like she's having the time of her life. Yeah. And I think it's sort of a. The, the character itself is so kind of. The character is, let's let's admit the character is kind of like Star Wars Carla Tortelli. You know, if yeah. you think of if you think of you know Carla in the bar, giving these little nicknames to you know, I can't remember what she used to call Diane something, and then she had another name for for Fraser, and she had another nickname for for Cliff, and which are not flattering nicknames at all. No. They're sort of affectionate insults. Um, you know, these these slightly unflattering nicknames that she has. And, and and you see her doing that with the with the clones, you know, goggles and and uh, smiley and whatever she calls them. 
and yeah. uh, you know it, it's sort of the Star Wars equivalent of Carla Tortelli, and I think she enjoys being able to sort of slip back into that character and that mindset a little bit, and 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 working in a bar, kind of play that character without straight up playing that character. Yeah, now that you mentioned, yeah, she's she's in a bar with these two buffoons that are constantly visiting there. Right, right, exactly. No, yeah, it's uh, and I like her lines that they they just kind of tease about it. Well, you know, we are free. Oh, that's what you think, and you know, it just kind of hints at that. Um, Omega's got some battle armor now. Yeah, she's she's. Becoming more, more part of the team, and uh, just a lot of action, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. So I, I, I am, I'm, I was excited for it when the season one ended, and I'm, I'm still excited for it, and still really looking forward to, uh, to what we have for that. It looks like again, it looks like just another fantastic series. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Um, did you want to talk about the elephant in the room? Yeah, I think we should. I, 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 I think it, it definitely needs to be spoken to or, or it needs to be addressed. It definitely needs to be addressed because it is, um, nauseating. Nause, yeah, that too. Um, it, it 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 made me kind of question our last episode in when I thought about okay we we were not attacking the person we were just talking about the job that she was doing and right. what we thought at the at the time let's 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 put our cards on the table and, and talk about what this is which is yeah. last week and we talked about we got together and we talked about Kenobi which is good and. Within that episode, uh, you know, we talked about what we liked and what we didn't like. And within that episode was the comment that, you know, eh, the third sister just didn't work as a villain. Uh, and I think the, the comment that I made was, I see, you know, I just I just I felt the acting a little stiff. And uh, and I thought uh, I, th- I I saw her acting. I caught her acting. It didn't feel like a natural performance. Um That is, it's, I think it's one thing to to say, hey, I don't, you know, there are a lot of actors who I don't care for. There are television shows I don't care for, movies I don't care for, uh, you know, singers, musicians I don't care for. Yeah, and you know what? If I don't, if I don't, and I and I've said this here on the podcast that if I if there's something I don't like, if there's a movie that I don't like, you know what? I just don't like it. I get on with my life, and I yeah, if there's a movie I don't like, I don't watch it. And I get right. on with my life and I do something else. I can't imagine any actor, any actor that I would actively seek out on their social media, on their Facebook, on their Twitter, on their Instagram or whatever to to say, you know what, you suck. I would never, I can't imagine doing that. To, like my, there's, what a, what a waste of time. What are you really doing? And then on top of that, 
the mindlessness, the sheer mindlessness of attacking them for their race, attacking them for their gender, attacking them for... Guess what? Star Wars is not just white guys. There's no. a whole... There's a whole rainbow of colors and characters of every shape and size. And I just, it, it baffles me. And, and you know, as, and again, I, I fully recognize and own the fact that I, and I'll, I'll say it, I was one of the people in the group to say, you know what, Moses Ingram just didn't do anything for me. But to attack her. But is there's a difference between saying that. Right. Too. That too. Go ahead. You don't care for their portrayal, their performance, their professional work that they put forward. And that's not attacking the person. That is just going that is a critique of a professional right. job. Like when I watched Hamilton, I said everyone did fantastic, but I didn't think Lynn Manuel's singing voice held up to everybody else's that i'm not critiquing him that hispanic man did no that is a critique on a professional performance that just yeah. like any other job you know us being in the media it, it's we, something that just didn't work for me right That's this is our quote-unquote professional critique of a subject matter that this is what we talk about. This is what we, you know, we do the show for to talk about. Okay, we like this and we didn't like that. That's what a review is. You're going to have the positives. You're going to have the negatives. But it's at no point are we ever going, this person should never be in this show because of something that is completely unrelated to the show, the craft, the anything. To, yeah. to have the goal to to go after especially in something like star wars that is about hope and unity and found family is and, appalling it's not the first time yeah that was, that's what i was going to say that you know uh, moses ingram jake lloyd ahmad best uh daisy ridley kelly marie tran joined by Ega. i mean we've been down this road way too many times and they're and, all fantastic I, 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 and and even and I'll, and I'll and I'll add one more to that list. Hayden Christensen. You know, twenty years yeah. ago this week, Hayden Christensen was considered the Antichrist. <laughs> it's the tr it's the truth. It's true. It, it is and now. Of course, everybody's just slobbering over themselves because he's playing Darth Vader. And I actually just to get sort of back to Kenobi. He's playing Darth Vader. He's he's wearing the suit for Darth Vader. James Earl Jones's voice is the voice again. <laughs> what's, Hayden, what's Hayden doing, really? Walking around in a suit, just doing hand gestures. And, and again, I, I should be careful because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to kick Hayden Christensen. No, no, no. While he's enjoying this, let him enjoy, let him have this moment, let him have this. But um, in the, both Hayden and Ewan at celebration publicly came out and said that. They had that they kind of separate themselves and, you know, the the backlash that they received 20 plus years ago. Right. 20 years ago for Clone Wars and and so forth. Uh, you went a little bit longer because he's he started off in Phantom Menace, which was ninety nine. It. 
it did hurt the it was it was hurtful to them because here they thought they were you know bringing forth this great story and everything um continuing in the star wars universe something that george lucas had promised us for years and everyone ex- was excited for it i think so at some point um sometimes especially when there is a great gap in in a series that the the fan base's ex personal expectations outgrow the reality of what the creator is going to can ever present to them right um we've seen this now with star wars twice over um i've seen we've seen it in harry potter we've seen it in in other series um where the the fans themselves just get this weird image in their head that it has to be this way and whatever it's not that way um the the people who are actually in charge and whose job it is to create the stuff is wrong not the fan who just imagines it and Different. has no yeah um but again t- to attack an actor who was hired for a part and and it's, they, and it's really not to not to downplay the actor's involvement in it but it's a cog in the machine yeah, I mean there are there are hundreds of people. There are writers at work. There are directors at work. It's a creative process. There's the actor. You know, the actor's job is to try and give life to the lines as best they can. But it's the actor who, because it's the actor, we go well. You know, I don't like I don't like the third sister, and therefore I don't like the actor. But I, to 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 then attack the actor, I just I I don't get it. I don't get that sort of spitting that kind of venom you know and 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 then again as i said before to 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 spit that sort of venom and go beyond just attacking the performance um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna borrow from across the tracks uh uh uh, an actor from another popular sci-fi series who was making fun of the fandom. And I think he said, and it, and, it, and it applies perfectly here better than anything else. Get a life. You know, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Get a life. There's so much, if that's how empty, how pitiful, how pathetic, how miserable is your life? That you've got to attack an actress because you didn't like the... Stop watching the show. If it bothers you that much, turn it off. Turn it off. Stop watching it. Read a book. It's not that person's... Yeah, it's not that person's... Like you said, their sole responsibility. They didn't... They auditioned for it amongst hundreds of other people. It was the director who chose them and it was the producers and a whole bunch of the casting agent who said, okay, this is going, this person will fit what we, we envision this character to be. And the director is the one that says whether or not the performance that this person's giving us fits the vision of what the director decides the show is going to be. The producer backs that up. There is a lot, a lot of, people involved and that goes for movies tv shows um streaming things uh, you know uh animated everything it's not just the one person and for someone 
or in this case, several people to to feel that they make themselves feel better by attacking an individual who was doing their job um, is absolutely disgusting and not how we as a human as humankind should be treating each other yeah and i I agree i've quoted bill shatner now let's quote ewan mcgregor because i think he he summed it up so beautifully the other day if you saw his his reaction to it where he said if you're if you are uh uh basically what he said was if you are a racist then you are not a star wars fan in my mind and i thought yeah he's got it he's right yeah you don't deserve you don't deserve Star Wars if you're gonna if you're gonna treat somebody like that you don't deserve Star Wars. No, because like I said, Star Wars is about hope and found family. Yeah, it's about people finding each other and supporting each other and making each other better. And if you're and I'm I'm gonna do a rare moment in this show where I'm gonna say, you know, I wish people if you're gonna be that venomous about something that angry with it i said earlier i would never contact an actor or a performer and i, and I thought about you know the, the one person i think the only type of person that i would sort of reach out and go and walk across the street and go you stink at your job politicians there are a couple politicians that i would probably go after and say you're really lousy at your job you want to get angry about something st- don't Get angry at an actor. Get angry at your local senator and tell him to pass HR8. And, or ask him why HR8 has been sitting for the last two years, even though the House passed it. And that's the end of that's the only time I'll ever get political on this show. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do feel like, there's something to get there's something to get angry about. There's something to actually, you know, go out and make somebody's life miserable about that. But um uh, but to attack an actor over a part that they played, God, get a life. I mean, just how pitiful, pitiful and miserable. But you know what wasn't miserable? What wasn't miserable? Part three of Kenobi. Part three of Kenobi was not miserable. This show has been pretty <laughs> To the one person still listening, we hi, did. Dad, how you doing? Hi, um, Dad. Hi, Mr. Gregan. We, we uh, had ten minutes in there that, that was really good. Um, I give this show a four. Are we, are we talking about part three or are you talking about uh, episode 179 of Disney Marvel's podcast? I don't even remember anymore. Just, you know what? I'm just giving. I'm gonna. Just, I'm just giving a score of four to something. You can put it on whatever you want. The Twinkie you ate before the show. That's a four. The cat sitting in my laundry, she gets a four. You, my water bottle. You, right now, you, listening to this show, you get a four, too. My water bottle here gets a four. No, your water bottle gets a two. Two. All right. Yeah, that's a, that, I saw that water bottle before. That's a two. Hold that up again. What is that? What is that? That's not even... What is that? That's not even a... My God, that's not even a real brand of anything. Your life? It's not real. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a, Look at that. That is the dumbest looking wrapper I've ever seen on a water bottle. 
it makes you so mad that you want to I'm going to reach out to the Pure Life people on their so various social media accounts and say, hey, Pure Life people, your rapper stinks. <clears throat> and then I'm going to stick my tongue out at them. So your what'd you think father of... was a hamster and your mother smelled of elderberries. I think I think that was the character from uh, I think the character from Kenobi this week. Freak, Frank, Frick, Frick. Yeah. Hey, was it, is it what is it? Is it Frick? Is it because I swear every I have time no freaking idea. Every time they said that character's name, they gave him a different name. I think he was. I think throughout literally the, the course of the episode, I think he was Frank. I think he was Frick. I think he was Frank. I heard all three of those at one point or another. I don't think they ever decided what he was. Uh, he, he, he was a spy. That's what he was. He yeah. was a turncoat. Uh, well, he wasn't a turncoat. He just he supported the Empire. That was a great idea. Like, hey, let's get in the back of this van. He's got a he's got an Empire bumper sticker there. <laughs> With a big old banner of the Empire flying in the back. Uh, you okay? Uh, you froze there. Slowly pull. I'm still here. You here? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We'll cut that out later. Even the show has given up on us, man. <laughs> the internet has even given up on even, us. Even the podcast has decided I'm bored of you two. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Hey, Sadler. It's that dumb bear again. Hey, Bear, you're not even funny in 3D. Oh. Uh, so what'd you think of Kenobi? Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, some parts I enjoyed more than others. Sure. I, I on a personal end, was a little disappointed about the, the Vader and the Kenobi um, standoff. The fight, yeah. Um, I... And uh, where I'm disappointed from is that we kind of that it that it happened. I was expecting, I was hoping that we'd actually, and I, as bizarre as this may sound, that they never actually interacted. Yeah. Um. But I understand where this is leading from, and two, this is kind of showing Kenobi's slow progress to going back to being a um the Kenobi that we know and that we end up knowing. Um, you know, forcing him to go back to using the Force and the ways of the Jedi and and, and everything because he's completely abandoned it. He's he's lost all faith in the, the Jedi. And so, you know, to, to ignite the lightsaber again, um, to impitifully just use it in self-defense and not, um, not even self-defense, but just basically blocking Vader, who was just uh filled with rage and anger towards Kenobi and you have to understand why because of what Vader's mindset is that you did this to me I am the way I am because you did this to me yeah he Vader Anakin does not blame himself at all Anakin has never taken responsibility it's always somebody else's fault right Um, so yeah, it's, I don't even, oh wait, do they have the guy on here? Freck, F, 
B-R-E-K. Voiced by Zach Braff. I knew that. So, um, so that it's Frack. Uh, he, uh, um, so yeah, that was, and it was just a matter of walking around and an old beater pops up around a corner and tries to bash him. Um, and literally rakes him across the coals at the end. The, uh, so that I, I was surprised that we got already, but also remember now that we're halfway through the series. Uh, it, it's to me, the series is going really fast. Can I can I actually back up to something that I thought in episode two? Go ahead. Because because we I don't think we're talking about episode three tonight. I think that ship has sailed. I think we have to admit <laughs> at some point that a conversation about episode three is just not going to happen. So I'm going to go back and talk about episode two. Something I noticed, and it might even be something I noticed in episode one. I don't remember. But there was a there was a moment. There was a point in one of the earlier Kenobi episodes, and maybe even three a little bit. Where I watched him and I thought, this is kind of reminiscent of Luke's mindset in when we see him in episode eight. That that sort of the Jedi are dead. You know, this we, we, there are no Jedi. There are no more Jedi. There are no more Jedi. And he just and he just he he that's the bottom line for him. That's the end there. He sort of draws a line in the sand in terms of. Jedi don't exist. And so it's interesting to me now to go back and see Mark Hamill and to see Luke Skywalker in, in episode eight, where he's like, the Jedi are dead. And it's probably for the best that way that, that Luke is now has that sort of same mindset. Mm. I, you know what? I never fully drew that comparison, but you're, you're absolutely right. Especially Look at thinking of when, um, Luke is going to go and burn down, uh, burn the sacred text. And, you know, he, he's, he's so focused. I, I got to destroy this because the Jedi must end. And that's when Yoda shows up and they have their little, their, their little piece there. And, and things about his stick. Yep. And then Yoda burns down the text. Yeah. And then Luke wants to go rescue it. A bunch of old books you're saying, you know, and it, it is very reminiscent of that journey. And it, it's both about lost faith and then rediscovering it. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that is, I, I didn't even I I didn't even make that connection. You're absolutely no, right. I, I just single handedly brought this episode up from a four to a six all on my own. Let's see if we could bring it back down. <laughs> Well, don't I think we could do that? I, I don't think there's any. I'd like it. I'd doubt. like that by the end of this show we got it up to an eight. But uh, right now, I think I'm giving this show a score of six. Your water bottle is still a two, and the Twinkie is still a four. Uh, if you're listening to us, I think we're gonna. If you're still with us and you're still listening, I think we're gonna raise you up to a seven, dear listener. You are now a seven. You were six, but now you're a seven. Um. What else do we have that we can talk about? Um, let's see. Something I noticed as well, and going back to our little rant, not all of these stormtroopers were male. Yeah, that's been fun. I've actually yeah. really enjoyed that. 
which is a really weird. I was thing to I was very pleasantly surprised. I was oh, you're you're getting okay, showing that it's not just again a guy in a suit. It is men and women have been recruited by the Empire to, you know, take over everything. Yeah. The, now, um, do we have any idea who that woman was? That voice or the no, the, the, the no, woman the woman that... who actually shows up and rescues Kenobi and Leia. She kind of like Tala. showed up out of nowhere. That is Tala. What's a Tala? Uh, I don't know, but her, the character's name here? here on uh, IMDb is Tala T A L A by Indra Varma. Don't I know. liked her. I liked her. Yeah, yeah. She's she's an interesting character. I I thought it was a little strange how quickly Kenobi uh, trusted her. I think I don't think he had any choice really. And I think when she shows up and shoots six stormtroopers, you the assumption is that she's on your side. I mean, you or so you assume. Yes. That's what you're. But I liked I liked her. It doesn't show that there's really anything about her character that's been Star Wars because I was wondering if they were going to bring in the the woman that was supposed to be the um, love interest of Kenobi at some point during his his time. But uh, no, she I guess did. That's not her. She's dead. She dead too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these things happen, I guess. Mm. Um. You know, yeah. I'd, she seems. I'd like, like to see. I'd like to see Tala show up in Andor. Well, I not, wouldn't. I just made you think. I wouldn't be surprised. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, Timing wise, it all kind of falls into place. Wait, yeah. Because Andor takes place five years before. Rogue One. Yep. And uh, be, yeah, between the two seasons, the second season's going to lead us right into where we we see him in Rogue One. We're 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 seven and a half now. And we're getting there. Okay. I'd like to see Tala and and Cassian Andor in in Andor. I'd like to see her. You know who else I re- I really enjoyed, and I as I sort of started off not liking the character, and then I quickly the the guy from uh, episode two, the con artist. Oh, I I, I, I from very, I thought, Oh, I didn't care much for the. And I mean, and I admittedly, you weren't supposed to like the character. He was supposed to be sleazy and slimy, and then when you find out that he's actually a good guy, and and. I, he was he was a lot of fun, and I yes, was sort of uh, happy to see. I'm ha- I was happy to see that he wasn't slashed into a million pieces, which I kind of thought he was gonna be. Um, right, and so someone brought up on another show that I was listening to about you know it's he wasn't a con artist per se because he was doing. He was giving hope to people and saving them. Right. So it it wasn't that he was he was trying to uh, just take their money and give them nothing. He he was 
trying to he was carrying on the lore of the the Jedi. Jedi. And you know, trying to help help these refugees, basically. And try and get them to a better place. So, you know, it's uh yeah, that that character you know comes off initially as one way, but then you realize that he there's a lot more to that character than uh yeah than on the surface. And then he shoots Forlom in the at the in the back. He's and, also he's also what Star Wars does really well and is always fun to watch in Star Wars, which is a character who's kind of it, Star Wars is always about the light and the dark. It's the light side and the dark side. It's the good and the bad. It's the empire and the rebellion. It's the resistance and the new order. And the duality of life. I love when Star Wars comes up with a character who's just gray. You know, who's just uh, Hondo Onaka is a great example. You know, Hondo is so Hondo's Hondo's not good or bad. He's just kind yeah. of out for Hondo. And this this is kind of kind of the um, I thought kind of the flip side of Hondo. He's a guy who does really, you know, Hondo's does terrible things, but he's he's also sort of charming and likable. And, and or he'll kind of, oh, you know what? Maybe I can I can redeem myself. And then he re- he does something to redeem himself. But even when Hondo is doing something to redeem himself, it's so that it's always to the benefit of Hondo. Hondo will always do what is best for Hondo. And this was a guy who is doing good. And if he can profit off of that, that's okay too. You know that 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 you know it's it's this wonderful gray area that that but you gotta that, make a living. Yeah, certain characters fall into, and uh, and I think he's he's in that great tradition of of gray Star Wars characters. And you know what? That's kind of what I was hoping we'd get a lot more of in Book of Boba Fett, and we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. See, there's another example of that. You know. Boba Fett could be a great gray character, but he's not. The, 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 I think one of the reasons the Mandalorian is so was because in the first couple episodes of that, he's he's kind of a gray character, you know. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not for. He's just. He's just trying to survive, and then suddenly he's got this child, and it's like, well, like, I I don't want to have this thing, you know. I'm gonna sell these to some pretty bad. I'm gonna sell this kid to some pretty bad dudes. You know, so he, and he redeems himself, but he also at the same time, he's he's a killer. You know, he he does things for money. He's you know, he, he's a very freaky Mandalorian, the kind you don't take home to mother. No, no. Oh, speaking of which, and I, I forgot to bring this up earlier, and we, we talked about beforehand. You'll be able to meet. Um, I, I talked That's about it at the, the, the end of last episode, but you'll meet the you can meet Mandalorian, the child. Oh, Boba Fett and Fennec Shen at Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Disneyland. Land. Not yep, not Disney World, because Disney World has a slight identity crisis with its Galaxy Edge, because now with the Star Cruiser Hotel, it is very much definitely set up at a specific time point in the Star Wars universe. Um, versus Disneyland, it doesn't have that, so they kind of could play with the, the timeline some. Hopefully the maybe creatives I personally think can get over that and just let all these characters mingle about and just have a whole bunch of awesome Star Wars-ness and not worry about the timeline as much. But that's me. Moving along. 
Well, can I just say, it's, it's, it's always, and I, 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 as you know, I'm not a theme parks guy. I haven't been down to, uh, uh, and I probably, I don't, I don't know if I ever will. Not if your daughter has anything to say about that. Yeah, I know, but it's just, it's weird to me, this effort to sort of make a theme park canon. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's weird. I don't. The um go ahead because it because it just doesn't make sense and yet it it's not it's a theme park and it's not canon but it is canon in certain degree but it's not canon they've sort of forced Galaxy's Edge into Star Wars through the back door yeah they, they incorporated it into some so that so that people have a reason to go to Galaxy's Edge. As opposed to just like making a Star Wars, it's it's such a weird concept to me. But again, I'm not a theme parks person, so my opinion on this means nothing. That's right. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so when they they initially were concepting creating it, they couldn't figure out what planet to make it. Should we make it Tatooine? But there's people who love hell. Well, let's make it Hoth, but then how do we make it snow and cold the whole time? Okay, so let's, you know, do the forest moon of Endor. So it's like, okay, but then we're limiting ourselves to, to that very specific point in time. So why don't we create our own planet? Something new, something that hasn't been explored before. And this way, it's not trapped to being only from episode five or only episode three or two or what, whatever. Um, so that's where they came up with Batu, which is the planet that you're supposed to be on. And like you said, through the brilliant ends of the marketing stuff, let's start as we're building this and things are coming closer to fruition. We'll backdoor it into some of the materials. So now it does have a presence in, in star Wars, um, proper and then you can get people more excited about it so we'll, we'll have uh there's an episode where vader and thrawn are going after each other and um the vader sends some people out send them to that planet of uh batu and uh check out the spaceport there oh so okay that, that starts getting them interested and then likewise whenever they built the halcyon the star wars hotel you have where, uh, the book that came out of the honeymoon of Han Solo and uh, Leia Organa. And it takes place on this Halcyon starship that's been around for hundreds of years. Where they're having now some of the dilemmas that this stuff takes place in the sequels. So, uh, eight, uh, seven, eight, nine. Disneyland is become a little more flexible on that and they are now kind of okay maybe it it's taking place that but it doesn't have to be on that um without getting too much spoilers into what goes on on the halcyon there is very definite um characters from the sequels that show up on there and this is supposed to be complete immersion where the people the paying guests who come onto the Halcyon and are now in the world of Star Wars. Everything around them is Star Wars. Um, there's not just regular people working there. You have Star Wars characters, quote unquote, uh, 
working the the spaceship. They board a shuttle. They go to Batu. Um, it is completely supposed to be completely immersion um, to the nth degree. That's where they're starting to have trouble. How do you have Book of Boba Fett, which takes place before Force Awakens, walking around when we haven't crossed that timeline yet? Um, and explain to people who are supposed to be somewhere between episodes eight and nine. So that's that's kind of the tricky part that they're dealing with. Um, is it supposed to be canon, everything that's happening there? No. Um, but it is supposed to feel a lot of that. Are you supposed to get a lot? Have they brought it into the Star Wars world to make it the idea of Batu and some of these characters and some of the stuff that's happening canon? Yes. If that makes sense. Sort of. Okay. It's so, something is weird to me. Yeah. So I don't think. But you, I'm not a Disney executive, and I don't have a theme park to no. run. So what do I know? No, I don't think you'll read yeah. anywhere yet in uh, in, the, in the Star Wars literature. And correct me if we're wrong, because I don't read the Star Wars literature. You'll eat a Ronto wrap. So, um, but the mix that, <laughs> strangely enough. The um, snack mix that Wrecker and Omega eat can be found there. Nice. And I meant to get some last time and I missed it. So next time I go, I will have to make sure to get some of that. It's a popcorn mix. Um, so, yeah, moving moving back to Kenobi. Um, I, I think the show is still heading in a very good direction. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited with these new characters to see where they go. Um, we haven't still figured out what's going on with the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I'm liking right. the tension you... between the fifth brother and the third sister. Um, and seeing Vader again being a... a um, not so nice person and just going around you know showing why you fear him yeah 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 I think as we discussed it we uh, discussed in the original prequel in the original movies when you we were introduced to Vader he is a bad guy he's the ultimate bad guy you should fear him okay but never told why right but now they're showing us why because he'll he just is, walk down the street and he is you. one bad dude. So, yeah, that's uh, that's 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 we got some of that stuff going on. Um, the the stormtroopers have been interesting. Um. Like, it, it's interesting to watch them just kind of like walking through a field. Yeah, our transport didn't show up. Can we hit your ride? Okay. And just seeing on the back of the thing. So, what's your story? Where'd you come from? All right. And then, oh, here's our stop. And just kind of meander off. Um, not, you know, they're not as stiff as, again, they were initially portrayed as. 
Well, you saw that in, in Mandalorian, too, uh, not Man, yeah, in Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Who were just, I, I love those two characters, the two scout troopers who are just sitting there having the most insane conversation. And trying to blast the coffee cup. And then they start talking about, you're like, can we, can we beat the child? Can we? These are horrible things. What? He's just a little, you know, like. Stop it. This is. This is the most awful thing. Again, it's, it's hysterical. It was so funny. Like, I think that's one of my favorite things in just all of Star Wars is the scene with those two scout troopers in Mandalorian. And they're tr- they're practicing their shots trying to shoot a can or something like that. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, What's they, wrong with the sights there. on this thing? I, I don't know. They're out there and they're just bored, you know. It's, uh, yeah, and it... And those moments are also great because it's Star Wars poking fun of its at itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's enjoyable, and you get a couple moments, but um, yeah, I, I I'm enjoying this. I don't know how to rate this episode though. Out of a ten, I don't know what would you give it out of ten. I I told you I'm just giving out fours tonight. Okay. I don't care what the, I don't know how good the episode is. It's, it's getting a four. It's about as good as the Twinkie, or the cat sitting in the laundry, or whatever. I don't. I, I don't know. How, reading this episode, it's tough. It's a little weird. It's in the middle somewhere. You know, it wasn't bad, and yet it wasn't. I don't know. I know some people. It, I don't it, think. I don't think fantastic. Gonna... Thought it was fantastic. I don't. I'm not there. I'm not thinking it's fantastic. I I'd almost say I'd want to give it a six because I gave the other two sevens. I'd give it a six, but I don't think it's necessarily I'm not saying it's worse than the other ones. But it's not yeah. It's not necessarily better either. There's points of it that it had some I'm really good high it, points. I'm gonna give it a Twinkie, actually. I'm gonna give. I'm. I'm rating this episode as a Twinkie. It's not bad, but it's not entirely good. But, yeah, I think that's a good well, I, That was that was off the cuff that I did that. <laughs> so, tell me about the Twinkie. The Twinkie. <laughs> what about the Twinkie? Twinkie? It's a big Twinkie. Um, <laughs> this episode was. It's a Twinkie episode. It wasn't entirely bad, but it wasn't entirely good. I I ate it. I enjoyed it. And yet I felt a little empty after I enjoyed it. I felt a little empty. Like I, I, I should have, maybe I could have eaten something else that would have been more beneficial to me, but I didn't. I ate the Twinkie. That's what this episode was. Yes. It's it's the crash after the sugar high. Sure. Yes. All right. You know, I put my, my daughter, my daughter actually Googled this after we were talking about it last week. Um, Google the Twinkie? No, she was she was actually because we were having this discussion. She actually looked it up that the uh, we were talking about last week that we didn't think that that Leia was a ten year old and actually no she is a that is a ten year old the actress is ten. Oh really? That's yeah, she's, she's just uh, she's a very young ten, or she you know she just she looks like she's eight, but she's really ten. Yeah, well she's petite, <laughs> but. Keeping with consistency. Carrie Fisher is really short. Short, yeah. I was just thinking that. I hadn't, I hadn't until you said it just now. Yeah, I forgot about that. That Carrie was 
There, there was a lot of like, camera work and a lot, of, the... a lot of apple boxes. Didn't you have yeah. to stand on an apple box to kiss Harrison Ford? Because Harrison is exceptionally tall. Tall. Oh. Yeah, yeah. you know, than Chewbacca. Oh yeah, he used to. He, she, they were, they were great friends. He used to, she used to like go and like. I, I think there's a story that like she used to go and ask Peter Mayhew to pick her up so that she could experience what it was like to be tall. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know where I heard that, but supposedly that was a thing that she uh, at some point she she if they were like hang, hanging around with nothing to do, uh, she would ask Peter Peter Mayhew to to pick her up and make her tall. Oh, here's the, I, I I got the the lineup here for you. What's this? Peter Mayhew, seven about, foot three. Okay. Oh, the, the how tall they are. Yep. Harrison Ford, six foot one. Six foot one. Nice. Mark Hamill, five He's foot nine. No, 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 no. I was gonna say, let me guess. Five, he's five foot nine. Yeah. I would have. I would have said five ten, but okay. Carrie, um, five four, five five. So we're we're going Carrie. Carrie. Yep. Five, Carrie four, and what? her daughter actually strangely are the, the same height. What five five is it? <clears throat> Keep going. Down is is it five four? Keep going. Five three. Keep going. No, Carrie Fisher is not five foot two. You're right. She's not five foot two. What is she? Five foot one. No. Yeah, it's Carrie Fisher's height was listed is listed as five foot one, same as her her daughter. No Billy. kidding. She's two inches shorter than Paul Simon. Huh? Don't ask me why Paul Simon came up while I built. Well, they were married. They were married. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? I I I missed that. Her mom was five two. Huh. Yeah, I knew I knew Debbie Reynolds was short too. Yeah. Yeah, no, Paul Paul Simon and Debbie. I was, I'm trying to think. There's um, there's like I think it's like three or four Paul Simon songs that are actually about Carrie Fisher. I think Hearts Hearts and Bones is about her. Uh, I think Train in the Distance is about her. Um, a lot of the, like the, the really, really good stuff, uh, from that sort of mid to late seventies period that he was writing is actually about her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't pay attention to celebrity relationship things. Yeah. And so. I mean, especially ones from like, you know, 45 years ago. That too. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, uh, so no, yeah, no, I mean, we got one more. So wait, so we gotta get that leaves us with uh, Warwick Davis. He's gotta be he. Oh, I say three foot. I say three two. I, mean, I have to look him up because his he didn't come up. Oh, oh no, I don't want to thousand feet. Okay. What did you say? I said three foot two. All right, you're you're actually on the low end there. Three five. Very close. Three six. Three six. Nice. 
And Billy D. Williams has got to be Billy. D, we got to do Billy. Billy D. Williams is six foot, I think, or in that he's 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 a pretty lanky guy. Yeah. I'll do this all day. Well, what's we'll guess Anthony Daniels' height. If my phone was faster, my typing too. Um, tell Billy Deans. See, I'm looking it up and it makes it no. F- oh yeah, I, I got. I was man, I was right on, baby. Oh really? Six foot. Yeah, because he, I mean he's yeah when he's next to Harrison Ford, they're they're pretty they're almost pretty eye cool. to eye. I thought I think I think we'll end this bit here. How tall is we? Can, but I like I, I this is a fun game. We should do this. <laughs> Let's do this again, but not not tonight, because I think we've ruined this show enough. Yeah, but I think, I think, think this is a brilliant idea for a future episode. I of... think this is a good place. No, I think this is. I think this should be a recurring bit that we do, where we'll just we'll we'll pick we'll pick a something. We'll pick a cast. It could be a Star Wars cast or a Marvel cast, and we'll play guess the height. <laughs> When we when we well, run, I, should, I, I think, should do that with you on a Muppets one. Guess the height of the Muppet. Guess the height of the Muppet. We well, see that's a whole thing that that really bothers me because if you think about like where the floor is, like Rizzo okay. should have like exceptionally long legs to be <laughs> standing where he is next to Kermit. But I can Even I Kermit's can do... legs have to be really long to you know even stand next to the Fozzie. Right. Right. Or where Kermit, like if Kermit is standing next to John Cleese, like how long do Kermit's legs have to be? Um, this is. <laughs> well, it's after. Uh, what was it? He was dealing with. Um, was it Mel Brooks where we got stretched out or something? Or oh, that was Gonzo. Gonzo. It was Gonzo. John Cleese stretches out Gonzo. Yes. Yeah. I could do. I could. I, we could play guess the puppeteer site because I, I could guess Jim. Jim was over six. Jim was, I think, six three. Frank's up there. Frank's six one. Yeah, they're both pretty tall. Yeah, Jerry Nelson was pretty tall. Um, I actually know who Fran Brill is. One of the shorter ones. Louise Gold yep. is one of the shorter ones. Billy Barrett is pretty tall. I think. I think he's got. He's six foot. Six foot something. Yeah. Yeah. How about Richard? Hunt? Yep. Um, Richie was, I think Richie's got to be, was had to be like 5'11". See, now I want to, what was Richard Hunt's height? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Richard Hunt was 5'11". I'll end it on Marty, because I know Marty's tall too, isn't he? Robin? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Marty's huge. Marty's, Marty's, um, Marty's easily six something six two six i want to say, i should know this because marty's actually told me this he's marty's six one six two something like that um we should save this for like the 200th episode do it like a trivia thing how how tall is <laughs> i can't find richard hunt's height oh wait hang on richard hunt wiki I think he's six foot one. If I'm no, that's not our. That's not the same Richard Hunt. 
I don't I don't know how old how tall Richard Hunt was. Or might have been. If you know and you're still listening. If you know the, the height, height of Richard Hunt, Hunt make sure to email right in. <laughs> See, I shouldn't have looked up because now I've ruined we were going we, I thought this was a great way to end the show. And people yes. Star Wars fans are probably listening to us going, Who's Richard Hunt? <laughs> what what are you guys talking about? Again, tell me about the Twinkie. We were, yeah, we were, we, we, I thought we were going to go out on an eight, but I think we've just dropped ourselves back down to like a 7.2 on this. No. Yeah, well, at least we're, I mean, seven, that, that's, let's that's do, still let's above do, average. Let's do one more celebrity height to see if we can win this one back. Who should we do? Let's make it Star Wars. Should we, oh, you know what we should just, should we guess you and McGregor's height? Yeah, okay. I was thinking okay. somebody else, but that, that's. Oh, well, who were you thinking? Who were you thinking? I was thinking George himself. Oh, George, I'm going to say George, I'm going to say like 5'10", George Lucas. Oh, it's George Lucas. All right. Oh, really? Okay. Oh. Um, no, you're, you're, you're almost on Mark Hamill. You know, we, we talked I, about I, Mark Hamill. I, I actually just looked up because I was waiting for, no, he's 5'6". He's I won't look up the next one. I promise. I'll be good. John Williams. We, John, oh, you're. Are we doing? Oh, okay. I was gonna say, let's do. Let's do what. Let's do this. Let's do John Williams. Let's do Ewan McGregor, and let's do Hayden Christensen. Oh, Hayden, I, I, I know. Hayden's tall. Yes. He's a lanky guy. He's. I'm gonna say he's. Oh, who am I doing first? John Williams. Let's do John Williams first. Let's do John Williams first, and then I think that's a good place to end the show. So, um, and if people are listening to this, I am so sorry. <laughs> um. I'm going to say John Williams. I'm going to say 5'11". Very, very close. Very close? He's 5'12". Up or down? Do I have to go? Up. I have to go up? So, uh, yes, six foot? Yeah, 5'12". Six foot. Six foot. What? How tall? 5'12". Five 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 foot, five foot, six, six feet. Six foot. I'm saying that. What's wrong with you? All right, so now we're going to do Ewan McGregor and, and Hayden Christensen, right? Yes. Can I, can I do Hayden Christensen first just to give me – because I know Hayden is taller than Ewan. I mean, if you've seen any of the recent pictures of the two of them, it's obvious. Hayden, Hayden is obscenely tall. Yes. He's, yes. Over, he's over six foot, yes? No. No? Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm getting conflicting information here. One second. Did you? Oh, well, I won't share that. On, I've got I've got something I'll tell you after the show because it's a little piece of Hayden Christensen Hayden Christensen trivia that my daughter likes to tell me. All right, majority rules here on stuff that I have. Looked up. All right. So, he's absurdly small, tall, or he's either absurdly tall or Ewan McGregor is absurdly short. But I'm more inclined to believe that Hayden Christensen is absurdly tall. Um, he's he's tall, but not as tall as is he six foot? Yeah. So one thing here is saying that he's six six, but everything else is saying that he's he's six foot. Really? Yeah. 
1.83 meters. The majority of everything is saying six foot is what I'm seeing the most of. I haven't I've, exactly. Oh, uh, well, oh, no, hang on. I got something. Something, something to allow the actor to attain Vader. Vader is six foot six. That's it. Vader is six foot six. Hayden Christian is six shoes. foot. Yeah, that's all right. So he's six foot. I'm gonna put. So I'm gonna put you and McGregor at, at five foot. I'm gonna put you and McGregor at five. Seven five eight, something like that. Almost. Uh, do I go up or down? Up. Oh, really? Yep. Is it five nine. Keep going. Five ten. Hello there. Wow. Because when he stands next to Hayden Christensen, he looks really short. Yeah, but I guess apparently only a two inch difference, though. Really? That's interesting. Hayden must just carry himself a little. Yeah. He must been. Shoes. He must have been, yeah. Well, you know, if if um, I I think Hayden likes a little. In addition to being six foot, I think Hayden has like usually has a little bit of a a heel on most of his shoes. If you sort of look at, like the sort of style shoe that he wears, he usually has a little, and that might that would actually bump him up another inch or so. Could be, could be. Whereas whereas you and McGregor is a hippie and wears sort of flat shoes. Well, those Scots, you know. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. This was a fun game. We will play this again, and we'll warn the listeners so they know that we're playing guess the height of the guess the actor height, (laughs) and they'll know we're not going to listen to the not listen to the show anymore. When we run out of things to talk about, we'll do we'll play guess the height. Well, like I said, we got episode two hundred coming up. I've been trying to uh, kick around a a trivia uh, trivia episode. Guess the height of I like it. We could do guess the height. We could, uh, guess the hair color. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should do. We should do like. We should do like. Uh, um, like Mar- Disney Marvel's podcast trivia. Like, how well do you know this show? Oh jeez. Like, we should do it like a whole guy. Like, how many times have I called you radar on the show? I don't even know that one. <laughs> I don't know. I can I could I I don't think I can come up with how many times I've done it. I could probably guess which episodes I've done it in. Cause there there are some there are like two or three episodes where I know I've done it. Oh, especially early on. See, I don't I, I don't remember ever calling you until you pointed it out to me. Which I thought was one of my favorite conversations. For people who don't know this, for, for first of all, for people who don't know this, I have an, a, an affectionate nickname for Matt, which is Radar. Uh, and I, and I, for 15, how long have we been friends now? 15, 16, 17, gosh, going on. 17 years. 17 years we've known each other. And you've been Radar. Oh, I think literally, because it was about a month or so in that you became Radar. So I think it's like 17 years, like this week. That you earned the nickname Radar, and that's and I, it's just what I've called you. It's what I always call you. It's almost hard for me to think of you, also, as I sometimes forget that your real name is Matt. <laughs> and, Strangely enough, the same moniker that you carry. Yeah, sometimes I forget that my name is Matt. Um, and I can't remember which 
episode we were doing, I think it was, I think it was the time we had my daughter on. The first time that Em was on with us and we were talking uh, Mandalorian, we were talking Ahsoka, and I said after the show, and that was even, that was like, that was hell for me. Because it because my daughter was there and it was this sort of very relaxed atmosphere between the three of us that I really, I was sort of more in this relaxed atmosphere, not in like podcast mindset. And so I was calling you Radar. Like, I mean, Matt, no, Radar, I mean, Matt, you know, I, I, or like catching myself. And I don't think, I don't remember if this happened on, while we were recording or afterwards, I think it was afterwards, I said to you, I hope you appreciate how hard I work to not call you Radar when we're recording. And Matt laughed hysterically at me and just finally looked at me and went, you have no idea, do you? <laughs> and I said, what? And he said, you call me Radar at least once an episode. <laughs> no, no, I don't. And yeah, I do. <laughs> And and since you pointed it out to me, I have caught myself. And I and I one of those I'll defend, which was when we had Matt Vogel on. I'll yes. defend that because I I did consciously call conscientiously call you Radar if I was trying to get, because it was because like three Matts we couldn't. One of us had to be something else. Well, yes, and he, he kept on um, right, and he kept and he he was being he a good sport about it. The, he was having a lot of fun knowing that. He was not the Matt I was trying to talk to, or that he was not the Matt that you were trying to talk to, but he was going to answer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or, or not answer, because even though we were directing it at him. So I'll, I'll defend and I'll own the Matt Vogel episode where I, I called you Radar a couple times there. But that's, that's fine. That was a stressful slipped, episode for me. I've slipped a couple times since then, and I've, I've caught it. That's right. So there's there's your first trivia question. What is what is my nickname for you? And if you you know the answer, again, post it to the social network for a million useless bonus points. Bonus, bonus points. Yes. And then and then the follow up question is, uh, which fellow Disney Marvels podcaster am I secretly married to? Oh yes. Yeah. Or, or uh, not that I'm married to, but I, I have promised to be. I, what have I said? What do I say? I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend you to be. You get yourself wife. in a lot of trouble here. Be careful. What do I say? <laughs> I can't remember. I say weird things on this show. I, oh, I think I said I would, I would be his wife. I think is what I said. <laughs> I don't remember why I said that. But it's come up a couple of times recently where I I was. This be... is true. This is true. Yeah. I, I thought, see, I, I, you had me going in a different direction at first because your wife has been on the show. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, but I'm not secretly married to her. That's no, pretty, no, I'm pretty publicly married to her. But no, there's somebody else who's, I forgot she's been on the show. But there's somebody else on the show who I, I've promised that I would be their wife. Yes, there is. Yeah. In that the now that the cast is growing of people that have been on the show or appearing on the well, show. If you, I mean, if you listen to the show enough, it's pretty. You could. You don't even have to listen to no. the exact episode. Yeah. If, you, if you listen well, enough, you know yeah. exactly who who he's talking about. Yeah. You know that bombshell. The choices are my wife, my daughter, and Isaac. <laughs> I, I hope it's not your daughter. Yeah, I know. And we've already established I'm not secretly married to my wife, so it's, I'm pretty publicly married to her. 
She may secretly say that she's, you know. Yeah, she may deny it. I think this is a really good, it's like one o'clock in the morning. It's time for us to end this. Yes, absolutely. Let's stop, let's stop the insanity here. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us. And uh, we will continue this discussion again on part four of uh, Kenobi. Guess the, guess the actor's heights. Yes. Yeah. And more insanity. Thank you again to Matt Leonard for joining us this week and talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 3, challenging the height question. I think that's going to be a new fun game that we should play, new segment, and uh, many, many other things, Star Wars and other related topics. What did you think of Episode 3 or Part 3 of Obi-Wan Kenobi and some of this other stuff that we were talking about? Let us know. Join our conversation on Facebook group. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast, Instagram at Disney Marvel's podcast, TikTok, also Disney Marvel's podcast, and on the Twitter at Disney Marvel's. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have lots of stuff that we post there. You have the audio version of this show as well as some other things that we've been putting up, have put up, and will be putting up from time to time. You can leave us a voice message. Be heard on the show. You can do this through the Anchor app or Anchor.fm website. Or you can record your message electronically on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and email it to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can also email any questions or suggestions you may have for the show to that address as well, DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the latest Disney Marvels blog over at DisneyMarvels.blogspot.com. Links to all these are in the show notes. I also want to let you know here that there will be some changes coming to the Facebook settings uh, shortly and uh, I will let you know what that is and what is changing and what you will have to do um, shortly whenever I get it all straightened out and worked out myself. But yeah, um, I got a few things planned that I, I want to uh, correct over there. In the meantime, though, I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these days, and knowing that we got to spend some of this time together really means a lot to me, to us, the whole whole family over here at Disney Marvel's Podcast. Um, I can't thank you enough, uh, but it, it could. Please, let your friends know. Send, share out the links on social media network, on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, what that, it, this, and whatever app. Send it out, or if you're more of an in-person type of person, tell them about it. Hey, check out the Disney Marvels podcast. And if you really, really want to help us out, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Give us a the thumbs up. Give us a good rating. We have all five-star ratings at the moment. Um, I, I truly, truly feel blessed about that, and I, I truly... It blows my mind, and I'm really thankful, really, truly thankful to everyone who has given us a rating at the moment, and it, that's, everyone's given us a five-star rating. It makes me feel good. Um, please, join in. Give us a five-star rating, too, as long as you think we deserve it. 
but five star ratings are very nice. Um, it helps the apps. It helps them. They will promote the shows as the ratings go on as well. Uh, the more people that join in the uh, join the conversation, the better. Walt Disney believed in a big Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show as well, so you can always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Really, truly help the show out that way. Uh, you can do this over at anchor.fm slash support or find our Patreon page. You can also check out our merchandise shop to get yourself some fun, cool Disney Marvel's podcast stuff. Uh, we got a number of different slogans and shirts, hoodies, magnets, you name it. There's a bunch of things out there. Uh, and that also helps the show out too and you get something out of it too you get a nice shirt to wear around or a hoodie to keep you warm you can find links to all these also in the show notes because remember this show is brought to you by listeners like you again I, I keep saying this quote is from anonymous there's, there's no one that this has been attributed to but I always find it a nice one that in Japan, broken objects are often repaired with gold. These flaws, or the flaw is seen as a unique piece of the object's history, which adds to its beauty. Consider this when, you're, when you consider yourself feeling broken. As I always say, be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. Let your light shine for everyone to see. Now I'd like to end this week's quote or the show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. To try to keep an operation like Disneyland going, you have to pour it in there. It's what I call keeping the show on the road. Not just new attractions, but keeping it staffed properly. You know, never letting your personnel get sloppy. Never let them be unfriendly. That's been our policy all our lives. My brother and I have done that and that is what has built our organization. Again, it's from Walt Disney himself. Thank you again for listening, everybody. And I'll see you next time.